Okay, so we got everything up and running again. So let's get back into the conversation, people. Let's go. All right, so, um, yeah, little blip, Zoom crashes, but <laughs> we're at Magnapore, which, have we ever seen Magnapore before? I don't think we've seen Magnapore. We were debating in our house whether any of Black Panther slipped in there, but I think that was all Korea. Yeah, I don't believe, I don't believe Black Panther went to Magnapore. So I think this is this is our first introduction to uh, Wolverine's home away from home, mm -hmm. including mm -hmm. the Princess Bar, which is where he was always hanging out in the comics. Oh, okay. So um, yeah, this this was they, this was a this was a really interesting. I mean, the high town, low town stuff they talk about and everything is that they did a they did a direct pull. It was very interesting uh, to see that. I think. Did Wolverine, the Wolverine movie, the, the second one? I've only watched that once, and I don't know if they touched on that at all there. I don't, like, they may have said the name, right? Maybe he was just like, oh, I was in that place, or right. blah, 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 blah. But he went to Japan. Right. Rather than that, because he did the whole samurai thing. and Yeah. Or, yeah, so... I, I think it's been mentioned in some stuff, but yeah, to actually see it, don't know if we saw it. Oh, I don't think yeah, we've definitely we've never seen this version, which was fantastic. Oh man, it looks so good. It, 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 yeah, it, it does definitely kind of feel like the under underside of um, you know what we saw in Blade Runner. Like, kind of, you know, Blade Runner 2048, 21 foot, the, the <laughs> recent uh, Villeneuve um, iteration of 2049. Yeah. That, that's it, yes. But yeah, no, I really, I really, now the people that were mentioned are those characters. You know, like, Sam oh, the, the, the one that Sam's, Sam is definitely playing. A very small comic character that's actually, but an actual character from the comics. Okay. And and then I think the other two, you know, so I think Bucky and Zemo are just playing are, are themselves with yeah. with Bucky, seemingly you know pretending to not be deprogrammed. Yes. And so which is very interesting, and and that's where a lot of the it's. I also think here, a lot of the musical notes and references to Civil War and Winter and the Winter Soldier, the movies start coming into play. You hear the the themes. You get Zemo's theme. You get Winter Soldier theme. Mm. Yeah, you you they they did a really good job, and I believe it's the same um, music director that did those movies that did do the, this series, which makes a lot of sense. But you hear these mashups of the themes when they're together. You hear different versions of themes. You know, like even when they introduce Captain America on the in the in the Good Morning America thing, that's like a, a redone <laughs> version of the original Captain America song from the '40s, like that they did in the original movie, but with the marching band version. So yeah, they did an amazing job 
uh, kind of taking all these the music and and doing that and they did that again especially i think once you got when, when he was being winter soldier you get that winter soldier that weird screaming kind of sound that goes along with him and it, that whole sequence was really interesting to watch really interesting to see how they played out and you do start to wonder a little bit how comfortable he is doing what he's doing (laughs) (laughs) who's having a good time here is it zemo or is it bucky (laughs) yeah but yeah you also you also in those in that episode you're also getting into the, going back to what we were just talking about about Zemo and his his use of words and language and he he's talking about the supremacy issues. Oh, that that was a crazy thing because he like Zemo's an asshole, but he's pointing also pointing stuff out that they're like, oh yeah, you know I mean that, that yeah. that's so right. Does he? You know they're talking. He's like, yes, that's what Stalin did. Right, yeah. and, and and you're just like. Yeah, you can't fault what he just said there. Well, and that's where it's he and he could go back. He and Carly are have they have, they want different outcomes, but they're like the, the the same. They're similar in what they want. The idea mm. that nationalism is outdated, right? Yeah. Which in a show <laughs> that's about the successors to Captain America is one hell of a place to have that conversation. Mm. Um, but when you watch a when you're watching a show about a guy dressed up in the American flag and you know wings on his head, you do maybe it is time to start questioning. It, this is like a nationalistic thing. Now we all have that because you've got Captain America and you've got Captain Britain, you've got Captain Canuck. Uh, (laughs) you know i have a friend well i went to high school he was i went to high school with him he's now at a uh, professor at uh the university college london oh okay and he's a professor of political geography and he's done a couple different books on uh, captain america and the nationalist superhero metaphors narratives and geopolitics and another book popular culture geopolitics and identity um all about just kind of these nationalistic symbols and stuff. So his professor, Jason Detmer, he's been on, I've seen, watched some of his clips on, uh, on BBC on the news. He gets to sit in and be a talking head once in a while. Um, <laughs> but he's, he's done these books. And the, the first one about cap specifically was almost 10 years ago. Now, like talking about this is a, is it, a, you know, and I don't want to speak for what his writing is. I have yet to actually buy it. I need to, cause it sounds fascinating, but you know, mm. the idea of like, all of these nationalistic superheroes that came up captain america specifically in the 40s with world war ii you know uh the captain canuck came around in the 70s but still this idea of uh you know canadian based and it's very again you're very centric captain britain's i feel like a little different in in all the various iterations he's had yeah Um, captain like captain britain just seemed to be well, they've got America, so we should maybe have something. And then not too long after that, he gets completely changed around by Alan Moore and becomes something altogether different. And yes. the British aspects sort of fade away. They're not, they're not Captain America style no. things. He, he's so more Arthurian type of yes. after that. 
you get yeah. a lot of mystical magic and art. Yeah, the Arthur. Yeah. yeah, exactly, Arthurian style of stuff. So, so Captain America still is it a as a notion? Is it even a valid idea anymore? And again, I think that's that comes into play into what the character that of Sam Wilson has to decide. Mm. Does this make sense in both our real world, but also the post blip Marvel universe? Yeah. And does it represent everyone? Or yeah. Is that step because you know when Isaiah says, you know, they never let a black man be cap and what self-respecting black man would. Right. Right. Which was just that. Oh, because you get it. Right. You, you, you get it because I mean, look at, because it's a, it's a weird thing to be say, right. And I, I, I think it's weird when people kind of say it because George Floyd is not the start of anything. Nope. But I think what happened last year, it was a culmination. Because well, he's he, the, he is the start of guilty. <laughs> but kind, kind of. But I, I think it's because, because we had... Um, I, I can never remember his name. It was something like Aubrey Armand, the guy, the runner guy that was killed. You know, he was jogging through the place and those, the, the father and son, and the, the son was, a, the father was the retired policeman and they kind of ambushed him and killed him. And they were like, oh, because he was stealing. And then it was just like, that story just fell apart. So he mm. got killed and no one even knew until suddenly the footage came out a month later. So it was just like that happened. Then you had Brianna Taylor happen and then George Floyd happened. And it was just like, coupled that with everyone being on lockdown and inside, it was just like, you know what, fuck it. This is it, this is it. And you're seeing that, you know, especially the first two cases were kind of hidden and all the lies, like the police were like, oh, we knocked on the door and we told we told Miss Taylor who we were. And then the neighbors was like, no, they didn't. You know what I mean? And we, we fight, they turned off the body cams and all of this. So it was like, suddenly you have all of this stuff happen and people are just like, oh, Fuck the police. Wait, can a black person be a police officer? You're a tra how are you a police officer? You're black. And you had all of these conversations and well, let's be honest, they weren't even conversations. It no. was screaming matches and all of this, but it was, it's that thing, right? How can you be something that's a linchpin of a society that doesn't stand for you so we have all of that going on and we're seeing that story you know unfold which is weird right because this was written way before that yeah right? it, it wasn't like you said this is not this also not new stories no. because i mean uh, i guess technically trayvon's not police issue but um, you know, Michael Brown in Ferguson is yep. 
2014. So in that he he wasn't the first either. It's no. you know so the story is not new and the idea is not new. So I think yeah the, that it's coming at where it's at a tipping point you know yeah. maybe because it's just been this it was a slow build and in the last four years it's been a much faster build and you go from whether it's the nfl and the kneeling issue to you know they actually are you know embracing black lives matter as a as a phrasing to the protests aren't just basically people of color it is and many many people of yeah. many color like it's it's the, it's just been a sort of acceleration over the last few years and the fact that this hits right at this as all this is happening in the middle of the verdict yeah. for george floyd's case like the the timing is kind of amazing but yeah there's the, the story is not new then in the in the ability to tell this particular story could have been done i think it's probably better received at this moment yes and the i think the big thing about this story and i think yeah gotta give so much credit to um let me try and get this these these dudes names because i can't i, I have it and then i forget what the fuck it is it's a uh, carrie um Skagland, Skogland, right carrie Skogland directed and um oh god i just malcolm spellman mm-hmm. malcolm spellman was like the the main writer of the whole thing because there's a writer's room and everything like that but spellman's the main writer right he's the show he's the showrunner on it right yeah and i think yeah. he's he's taken on the uh what comes after yes yeah he's he's writing the next Captain America film along with one of the other writers who were in the room. So they're writing the new film. And I just think the the way they told this story, because it wasn't preachy, it wasn't, I told you so. It, you know I mean? It wasn't like, you should feel bad. It was just this story, but it's nuanced and it's it's crafted in a way that you you can't refute it, right? It, it's hitting all of these things, but doing it, like, I think if you'd seen a story about, you know, the flag smashes a few years back, you'd be like, what the fuck is this? Like, right. <laughs> but now you watch it and be like, yeah, that's, yeah, I, I see their point of view. I don't, you know what I mean? Obviously it's not about killing everyone, but I understand. Yeah, I think that's, you, you get that with Carly, you get that with Isaiah, you get that with Zemo, and you get it with kind of with Sam. And the mm. and the other the other side of, of the Isaiah quote you just said, I had that noted, and then I also had written down, it's the flip side of that is when Bucky says, when Steve told me what he was planning, I don't think either of us really understood what yes. it'd feel like for a black man to be handed the shield yes and because it's i think that is a really honest and and fair representation of what the two white dudes in that are gonna do which is we didn't 
we didn't really think that through. That wasn't a consideration because it's not something we have to consider in life. No. And, and we forget. And sometimes that's forgotten. And he's Sam. Right. So yeah. they, they're hanging with Sam. So they're just seeing Sam as the Falcon, their teammate, this dependable motherfucker. But it's just like, there's so much more to these situations. But then also, right, what he says, um, which, you know, they, they didn't grab, grab, which is kind of good because it, that shit often happens. But he's, you know, in one of the last things he says in therapy is just like, if you don't want this, if Steve is wrong, what does that say about me? Right. If he was wrong about you, what about me? And I mean, the the magnitude of that statement, I, I, I think there's so many times a lot of us will cling on to something because, well, if that doesn't work, what does that say about me? Right. How many times have you, have you like someone, you know, or a friend you know, they'd be like, you know, they talk to you and they'd be like, oh, you know, and you'd be like, why are you still in this relationship? You're obviously, neither of you are happy. And it's like, I can't get divorced. What would that say about me? Right? I can't leave this job because what did that we will say I'm a failure? I will say I give up. What does that say about me? And we cling on to some things because you look at the repercussions of, well, that then means I have no identity. Right. And yeah. so just that whole thing, you're like, I get that. No, I mean, that's why I think this, you know, this whole series goes from kind of this big action thing and, and the, the John Walker storyline from whenever that was in the 80s, I guess, maybe. And you have that and then when you wrap but when you start wrapping in the aspects from the truth and then you just sort of sort of are wrapping in just some real world honest discussions mm. that that's when for me this series even though like i said i have some execution issues that i'm i don't love like i don't love okay like these super soldiers can fight better than bucky and falcon and like how's how like you know there's like, like the smash the, the, the flag smashers yeah. or even or even even john walker because he's mm. just a regular dude at the beginning how is he just this regular trained soldier but how is he keeping up with super soldiers like so yes. that kind of that just got in my head a little bit throughout the whole thing like why are why are these teenagers and you know, 20 somethings doing maybe at best they've done some parkour based on some of the <laughs> Why are they keeping up with Falcon and the Winter Soldier in a fight scene? So, like, like I said, I have execution, they're quibbles more than they're really major complaints. Yeah. But yeah, it does it, it, it all those that kind of started coming in started getting washed away once we started getting into the second half of these episodes because it became about. Yeah, legacy. It became about what it meant to be black in America on hmm. in different ways. Um, 
in super heroic ways, <laughs> which, which is an inch just hard to imagine that we ever got here with a Marvel movie or a Marvel show that that's we they actually took that on as a conversation and, and had legitimate uh, multifaceted multi angled conversations about it from yeah I would you know from an older generation from the younger generation from you know the middle generation from a, from you know briefly from the white perspective of it too like we didn't you know they they kind of covered their bases really well yeah you you look at it all and it's not just right it's not just a black story no and i think that's one of the the important thing like what i remember watching black panther and coming out and just being amazed, right? Because you had all of these kids. I just remember seeing all of these, like there was white kids, Chinese kids, Indian kids. Yeah, it was really a Benetton screening I went to. <laughs> but, but you had all of these kids, legitimately, all these kids coming out going, I'm Black Panther, we're going to forever. And I'm just like, what the fuck is that? Because, you know, Usually, you you have people come out of a film being like, "Oh, well, I'm this character because that character looks like me," and I, so I'd be that character, and you'd be that character, and blah blah blah. But this one, everyone's just like, kind of, and you just look at it, and it's just like, yeah, because it's kind of a story that speaks to everyone. Absolutely. And I I and I think with this series. I don't think it would have worked as well if it was just from the black perspective, right? That you're dealing with all these different other kind of viewpoints and feelings and emotions and everything like that is pivotal to this story. I think that's big. That's really big for this to be able to work in the way it does. Absolutely agree with that. You know, and they, and they, they do they bring even again going back to zemo's perspective on things his motivation when they go to sokovia and he's at the memorial and or even his comment to them have either of you been to the memorial yes and you kind of busted them for not mm. like you know it's it's all about and again that's that nationalist thing or whether it's race or nationalism and you can kind they all make an argument for why you kind of want to just break it all down and yeah. it's very interesting it's very interesting to you know see him there uh, total aside i'm still thinking that 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 the cabin at the end of wandavision that she's in is it on the other side of the lake in Sokovia, <laughs> where Sokovia used to be because it kind of looks like that oh it's, yeah no i i think it Oh, good. Ah, I remember seeing that cabin and then thinking, oh, that cabin is, but I can't remember what the hell my thought was. But I think it is around that part. It seems like it looks like it would be in that general setting. So if it yeah. is, that's a nice little way to, I mean, it makes sense to have her go home, basically. Mm -hmm. and, and, it, and then, but also to, you know, sometimes it's kind of like almost forget. It's hard to believe that all of that stuff 
with the with Avengers two, the Age of Ultron stuff that led into Civil War, is now playing out so heavily here. Yeah. And it's we're on this long, long run of this and what Sokovia meant, and and how much of the world building it's been for for this universe when it just seemed like a throwaway yeah storyline in a, in the <laughs> sequel to avengers that people liked a lot less than avengers mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah it's just it's weird it's a it's it, they they can they being marvel and and kevin feige and the crew there continue to just do an amazing world building job and tell stories that i do think touch a it seems to touch a large vast number of people from different backgrounds different nationalities different whatevers everybody's kind of buying into it mm. and to be careful i don't want to go down a path of bashing on dc but that seems like a very you know the restore the snyderverse seems like the same type of people <laughs> You know, yeah. that seems very uh, less diverse, less um, intre- interested in open conversations. Like, no, give me the show. I, give me the movie the way I wanted that movie. You know, it's it, I think everybody here in the Marvel side, it's like, no, we're on for this ride. Yeah. And let's you know, if we want to talk about death, you know, or, or have legitimate death in movies and then have a conversation about uh, grief and remorse for not basically nine episodes of WandaVision and then now we're going on to the socio-geopolitical impacts of the snap with Cap with Winter Falcon and, and uh, Winter Falcon Falcon and Winter Soldier really is a clumsy name uh, we you know they can do it and they do it really well yeah because I think that's the thing right because yeah, some of the films haven't hit as big as some of the others, you know, but it's not a case of, well, let's go back and correct that. It's just, well, we can, you know, if we want, we can touch on these things in other films and we can, you know, just build on those moments, right? right. And I think the the main problem for DC because yeah, it's not about oh, DC's rubbish. Marvel is good. No, because DC have got legitimate great stories. You know, you can go throughout the history of their books and you can pull out storylines. Oh, that was a great storyline. Well, that's a really good character. But it's just, you know, the people in charge at the moment in time rushed it. Right? They they wanted to be where Marvel was because they saw the success, they saw the the financial gains of being in that position. And they're like, we want to be there too. So instead of building something, they they rushed it. And that's the that's the problem. You know, that like every film had the same tone. Every film had the same look and where Marvel you know, you have things like Ant-Man, which is completely <laughs> different to everything else. You know what I mean? You could have a Wonder Vision. You could, you know what I mean? You, you throw in a Black Panther, right? You have these different looks and feels, and it takes time. It right? does. And like, you, and like you said, even when they trip a little bit, 
they can go back and use um, Endgame and make Dark World relevant. Yeah. Yep. Okay, that wasn't really well received. The storyline was a little convoluted and weird. Let's make it work though. Let's retroactively. We're not. It's not a retcon. They're not changing that story, but they're making that story mean something now. Mm. Whereas before the dark elves and the whatevers and whatever nonsense there was, now it actually means something and it does play better into the bigger picture. So even when they do trip, they kind of go see that and they go, let's, let's, how do we make that relevant? How do we make that important? How do we make it that this still is one big long story and and the world continues in the world and now universe and, and soon multiverse continues to expand and still makes sense, especially to the masses who have never touched the the crazier side of the comics don't you know don't know what's coming and are still going to be able to follow along with it yeah and what speaks to people because you know they this whole storyline about displaced people displaced people is such a powerful thing right it is something australia they just in oh god why did i even go down that road because now my mind's blank i want to <laughs> say sydney now i might be wrong right but they they i think it was sydney they said we are going to recognize our first nation so a few years back i i think in 2016 they tried to put in this nationwide a call type of thing where people the first nation would sit on the parliament and help address certain laws and they'd make changes and actually make reparations to you know stealing babies right which was happening in what the 70s 80s right not that long ago so they were gonna do these things but then it was all voted down so you see, like, just literally a couple months ago, they were like, you know, we're going to do that. We're going to start looking at this. And then another place, I think Melbourne might have said they're going to do it. And so now we're seeing all of this, right? You've then, you know, they're talking about, you know, all the work the first, Canada has done with the First Nation. So just that, just that. But then we're seeing displaced people, you know, like the Kurds, you know, the, um, the, uh, the, the Muslims in um, like Iraq and, you know, just around the world, there are people that are getting pushed aside. So, you know, you, you take that plus the fact that, you know, it's always said, right, America was built on immigrants. <laughs> So, so you have that, and then you, you know, we we've been talking about Windrush more and more over in the UK, where you know they shipped a load of people across from the Caribbean to be like, oh yeah, we need people to help in the war. We need nurses. We need that. Oh, we don't need you anymore. Right, go away. Right, so every country you can think of have these issues. So you, you take that as a framework for a story, but you make it make sense. And, and you, that's <laughs> the big, big thing. 
yeah, they they've I I'm I do. The more I think about this, the more I I, I kind of uh, you know sat and we watched it weekly, but then to go back and and kind of look at sort of the the highlights and 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 the, and the beats of this, and the more I've thought about it, it it is this amazingly large story and in, in, of of. Uh, one of the criticisms heard is like, well, they didn't show us the refugees. They didn't show us people like, well, no, but we know what that, we know the, what those parts look mm. like. Yeah. We, that's not, that's not the unfamiliar piece. That's not the fantastical piece. You need to show us the fantastical pieces. We've got context for what the story is based around. Right. Yeah. So, so to, but to be able to, to integrate those, again, those real world issues and whether it's you know a, in a a kind of a again a comic book interpretation of Tuskegee, and a you know like you said if it's the the, the displaced peoples and because of a snap in a, in the blip versus you know politics and hate, <laughs> um, but to, to to put that all into a story with two very charismatic lead actors, well, really, I guess three very charismatic lead actors, yeah. very charismatic, um, you know, I guess, I don't know if Carly's secondary, she feels a little secondary as an actor in it, but, um, you know, and then, then again, we didn't even touch on the idea of a power broker. No one is actually, and all I'm going to say is, no one ever admits to being the power broker. There's just accusations. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> I, I remember when they they were talking about it and I think I think it's when we get to Madripoor, right? Mm -hmm. And you see some stuff. I do think to myself, I wonder if, but it wasn't ever something I was fully, I'm like, no, definitely that person is because comics right so right. it could be so many misdirects and things and things so I'm just a bit like hmm maybe but it then wouldn't surprise me if it's something else or something else right so it was interesting and yeah as you said there's no actual proper confirmation nope so it's so hmm they may still be there was just yeah there was no confirmation there was there was uh repercussions to the accusations of who the power broker was but that doesn't make that person a power broker no definitely somebody working with and for but it doesn't make them that one person because i i'm hopeful it's something else i'm not going to go down the mephisto and wandavision path but i was hope i'm hoping that the real power broker is, is somebody else and we'll, we'll get to see that maybe in the movie well do you remember because i kind of feel right this could lead into the death of captain america story it, it could you know what I mean? because we saw yes. the... <laughs> <laughs> it could i don't know if we're gonna get a what was it, a time travel bullet that seems that might be a yeah. well i guess we've done time travel now so it's not that much of a stretch <laughs> i mean I, I think there's other ways in which we can tell certain things but if you don't like i don't think we're bringing steve rogers back anytime soon 
Nope. I, but, I don't imagine. Yeah. But I think that you can definitely do that other part. Yes. You so, can. you know what I mean? You, we, we can do the other part, which then would bring back that other thing. So, right. like, th there's things and things that could definitely happen. I mean, either way, right? That phone call, either way. Oh, that, yeah. That's like, <laughs> oh, shit. Well, and we, and we know we have the, there's a secret invasion show coming. So yep, that yep. could also be a potential, you know, who that person might actually be. Yep. Um, there's, I guess, the armor wars are coming. Mm -hmm. And so, again, if you're getting all these weapons and everything, as we saw in the, in the after credits, maybe it plays into that. And then maybe we'll see who the other side of the person on the phone there was then. So, yeah, it's, it's, it's funny, I think, for, or it's, Maybe just fun for those of us that have read a bunch of the comics and know all these different ways they could take the stories to just sort of guess. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I always, always get afraid of like being one of those people like, no, this is what it should have been. Yeah. Like, and I don't want to, I'm not, I definitely don't want to do that. I, cause they are telling great stories and I'm not trying to guess. I'm trying to guess them, but I don't want, I, I, I'm, I'm not mad when it's not what I guessed. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I, I definitely, I definitely hear you with that. It, it, it's it's nice to see some of the stuff they play with and the way, you know, like you get um at, at the very beginning where he's just like, oh yeah, not all of us were able to just, you know, disappear in Wakanda and what? Right. Become a, you know, the, the, the white kitty cat. <laughs> <laughs> the white tiger, actually. What? <laughs> You're just like, oh shit, yeah. The white tiger. Uh, is that sad? no sorry the white wolf the white wolf the white wolf, yeah. the white wolf. which is just it's just such a funny reference when you know you know compared to what the white wolf and priest's run was like oh, oh you're not the white wolf <laughs> yeah. the white wolf and priest run is just like yo which would make a kick-ass little you know story i mean you could see the white wolf appearing in something like black widow Yes. Right. And working. Oh, Hawkeye. Yes. Yeah. That's the other. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That was just a, <laughs> a call back to something very, 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 very bad before we even started. But yeah, that, they finished Hawkeye. So we'll oh, right. that at some point this year. Right. Yeah. So, yeah, that's right. We are going to get an, we will get a uh, show after Loki. So, yeah, the, it's just, there's just so much that they can do with these characters. Mm. And they, and, and, and I think what this, I mean, I think really what this and WandaVision have told us is they're not afraid to try. No. And they're not afraid to, you know, put hard topics on the table and make them really entertaining. But also make you think. I mean, look, I I, I wasn't expecting to roll like a, a little tear when we got back to uh, at the very end when we got back to the museum. I thought, man, I was I, just, when you told when you were like, oh yeah, and I was just like, yeah, pussy. <laughs> <laughs> I, was like, I wasn't. I just it, it just hit me like I don't know. I'm getting old, I guess, and sensitive. Oh. Like because it just hit me. I was like, oh man, like I know. that's that 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 changes his story. Yes, 
That and, was such a whoa, you're not forgotten. Yeah. Right? You're not forgotten, which is like huge. You know, there was that because at first there was the whole speech, right? When he's talking to the politicians outside. Right. And I thought the interesting thing with that speech is it's long. Right? Because usually yeah. it would have stopped. Right? You get to that first ba 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 cutscene. But no, they continued with it, which really makes it even more impactful and truthful. Right? Because he doesn't let it lie. Right? When they're like, yeah, but you must understand. Like, we are looking, he's just like, yeah, I don't understand. <laughs> I, I don't understand, but you don't understand these people, and you don't understand these people, and you don't get this. And we should all try. And you're just like, oh, shit. And I thought that was an interesting thing, because usually those speeches don't go for that long. No. Right? They, they end it within you know if, if say it's a it's a feature right if it's on a rap track it, it you know you get maybe eight bars and that's it now it's the, the next thing but they they boom they they rolled it out and just the fact of rolling that out for as long as they did really kind of you know ups the tempo of that moment absolutely i mean then they let the writing on that did what it needed to be done, which is they reiterated the points a couple mm. times in a couple different ways, which was realistic and yes. how you would need to communicate that it gave a little bit of time for the politicians to actually think it through. So it wasn't just a, oh, he said five words and now everybody's we'll totally, change and be everything's, like, everything's no, good. You're so correct. But, but no, he's, he, you know, he points out you know, people calling them a thug and he mm. points out that, you know, millions are going to hate him for just picking it up. And every time and, and whether you whether that's talking to some members of the audience or the mm -hmm. or the or the politicians within the show, it was really, I think, important for that to be said, for it to be laid out for him to, again, uh, mediate and, and use his skill set to come to the conclusion, the one that Carly wanted to use to get to with violence, the one that Zemo in a way wanted to get to with violence, and his is the nonviolent way. Yeah. Yeah. It's the it's it's the how politics should work if they ever work. Yeah. Through conversations and uh, and hearing other people because when he was just like, yeah, you decide. Right, you make these decisions, but in a room of just you. Right, you everybody's know. like you, not any of these displaced people yeah. that are actually you've ne they've never heard a story. You know, they don't listen to the the people they're affecting. They're just doing what they think is they may generally think is right. Oh yeah, you you could like when you were in that room and you saw them talking. I think there was like 
one or two of them that seemed all, oh, look at me, I'm a politician. But then some of the, a few of the others kind of seemed like, oh no, like, let's listen to this and let's do that. But they were still going to do the thing. Right. But they, they kind of seemed a little, maybe a little more repres- like receptive. So it was, you know, an interesting thing to, they, they didn't just show every politician to be a certain type. Right. So that was interesting, but it also shows that even the politicians that seem a little bit more receptive, they're still politicians in a bubble, right? They're still in this political bubble where they're not, firstly, they're not talking to other people, but then you're making these decisions about people's lives, but you're not looking them in the eye. Right, you're not having to sit opposite them and say, "Yeah, we're going to send you somewhere else." Yeah, and having to see those emotions on someone's face as you just change their life. Right, you take away their potential, you know, paths for success, for happiness, for growth. Right, you don't have to look as you do those things so it was just you you can break down different elements of that speech but like yeah the, it hits yeah it was the, like i said for me for this series the writing and the story were really extraordinarily strong what they came up with to present the, the the ideas they wanted to communicate were far beyond anything I expected out of this show. Like when you saw the the trailers and commercials for WandaVision and, and you realized kind of what they were going to do, it was like, oh, that's just an interesting new thing. You The earliest trailers for Loki, okay, we got the Tesseract and time jumping somehow, some way is sort of going to be, that, that'll be kind of cool. You know, that's going to be a little interesting. This, at least at first glance felt like this is just going to be an action show mm. and thankfully it became that and much more yeah you know what i kind of with the theme song like the theme music and all of that it kind of felt like one of them old school procedural type shows mm-hmm. you know so it wasn't it, like it's hard to think of a show it's similar to because it's not. But there's kind of like homicides, life on the streets, you know, yep. NYPD Blue. There's like elements of these kind of old school kind of shows within this, but it's something, it's something else, you know, and they're taking. You know, it, 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 it's like taking mo- stuff that hits modern society, right? Like the moment when, um, you know, Cap does the unthinkable. Right. The way they shoot that scene, right? Because at first, you know, we were looking up at Cap right, like a little POV action. 
then you're with cap then we suddenly pan around and you've got all the people with the phones but the way they shoot it with the phones right and i think it's it's to do with perspective and distance and then the lighting it really you're just like oh shit fuck he's caught on camera man like and then you you just have him and you kind of get that disorientation kind <sighs> of feel of it's just like oh he's now caught in the the rage of it all so it's like he's still doing the thing but he doesn't quite click into the fact that you're in candid candid <laughs> You know what I mean? It's just like you you just fucked up now, son. <laughs> <laughs> and it was just so well done. Like, because you've got everyone there, but it's kind of quiet. Yeah. Because, like, yeah, everyone's recording it, but you wouldn't have people going, oh, oh my God. Because, firstly, you've just seen this thing happen. Secondly, He's a super soldier. He could kill you. <laughs> you know what I mean? So it's just like, it, it was perfectly captured and it's tying in, you know, modern technology to a, a moment that, you know, you, you could fit that moment in any time kind of in history and it would be a thing, right? But you, you've made it a thing, but, really kind of key into this moment in time yeah i mean that i i didn't mention it just because i didn't want to I, I wanted to be careful how I, I i talked about it but it was it, it it's definitely a a shocking moment in it but it also like you said it's it's capturing modern day but it's capturing the authority figure committing violence it's that's going on for centuries it's it's it, it's there's a lot wrapped up into that moment both from the storytelling and again like you said from the different perspectives they chose to use um looking up looking down at one point mm. you know you know the you know, like the pan around of of all the of, of the of the witnesses and the cell phones was uh definitely very poignant and then the justification. Yeah. You saw I had to do it, right? Yeah. You saw I had to do it. There was nothing I could do. I had to do it. And he's just like, no. <laughs> no. And the lying to the family afterwards. Oh my God. And basically yeah. to himself. And, the, and the fact that continue to. Yeah. Right? There's even at the, like towards the end, he's still going the same lie. Yep. And you're just like, yeah, of course, because you'd have to tell that lie, right? right? You have to be in that lie. Otherwise, you're not the thing that you you think you are. Exactly. So it was no, just like. No, because he's back. <laughs> he's going to, he, yeah, it's going to be an, uh, they've, they did such a good job of, of telling a, a full story but setting up so much things to come. Like, I feel like with WandaVision, you had 
yes, there's thing, there's a thing to come. Yeah, but that was a, that that didn't have as many kind of open-ended storytelling potentials, I think, as no. as this does. This you've got so many characters that have a path forward for good or or worse, and they're all going to be interesting to see how they play out. Well, yeah, because Wonder Vision, right? So we we kind of set things up with Captain Marvel, and we set things up with Doctor Strange. Right um, now, yes, we've got stuff with Photon, you know, um, and was Sword mentioned? I can't remember. Was Sword mentioned in Wanda? Well, yeah, Sword was the yeah, Sword was heavy in Wanda. Oh yeah, because it was actually a thing. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. So we, but yeah, they're the only things. But in this. You know, like the lieutenant he's working with. Right. That Walking. kind of... Yeah. You know what I mean? So you're just like, oh. No, you keep the wings. <laughs> yeah. And you're like, <laughs> hold on. That's... Right. Ooh. So there, there's all these little things that... It's not going, this, this is tying in too. It's just, we're going to leave that there. Maybe you get it. All right, onto the yeah. You're like, oh, <laughs> oh shit, is that gonna be? <gasps> I, I, so yeah. These things that you're like, oh, so there's all this potential in this that it's just like, nice, nice. Like I, I would say in the last episode when we see when he comes in, and you just you're just like. Oh my god. <laughs> oh my god. Damn, that looks good. <laughs> that was a great scene. It was. Great scene. It was. No, it was a it was a ton of fun. And and I, I don't know where they'll pick up. Like I don't even know where they could possibly be picking up all these plots. Maybe some are going to be years down the road now. Um, mm-hmm. As we were looking through before we started at the, the, the next year and a half, it doesn't feel like a lot of these will be picked up in any of that stuff. Um, but I, you know, they, Marvel's been playing the long game for 15 years already. So, you know, we've been setting up plenty with WandaVision. We've gotten a little, you know, we got a little bit more here. Um, in, in, in that part of the universe, but then there's also just they have set up probably three or four different minimum three or four different storylines that, you know, as readers, we know where they some of this should go and yeah. it'll be fascinating, but that's none of the stuff that we've, we've heard about yet. <laughs> and like, okay, there's there's at least like six more movies just off of this. Yeah. I mean, the movies, potential TV shows, like there's just so much stuff. So much stuff that is, it's crazy. I get, did you, the one point, well, there's two points that I was a bit like, mm, because it's whole Zemo prison, that, but I'm just like, we didn't even talk about a uh, plan B, C, D. It was just straight 2D. I'm like, hmm. But then. Well, yeah, remember who's in charge there. 
True. <laughs> but but then you've got with what Cap did. So at the end, you've kind of got yeah. You, you've taken it, and there's not too much ramifications of the point. And you have, but as we talked about before, there haven't been too many ramifications for authority figures killing people. True. <laughs> yeah. So it's it was it's it's a yeah. I, I bumped into that a little bit. When at the, in, in the last episode, when he's just sort of wandering around and nobody's kind of giving him a second, like, yeah, at least giving him like the side eye, like somebody should have given a couple people should have get like just random people around should have just been like trying to steer clear of him. Mm. Um, I think there maybe a little acknowledgement along those lines would have been good because it seemed like he was just yeah walking around with he didn't do anything. Yeah. <laughs> I, I bumped into that a little bit, but the rest of that was so good that I try to let it go. Yeah, I, I was a bit like Elaine. <laughs> <laughs> there was a lot of that. <laughs> so I remember that character in the comics is kind of having an on and off again affair with Nick Fury. I I learned that after the fact. I didn't. I yeah. I didn't know that character at all uh, when when they, when the name was dropped. I didn't ring a bell whatsoever. So I had to look that up. And yeah, apparently that was part of it. Apparently there was a minor uh, period of time that she was some went by a, a whole other name um, mm. of a particular evil organization. Yeah. So like, but I think that wasn't really a full. That might have been a double agent style type thing. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, it'll be. I don't know where they're going to take that storyline at all. Like, I, it, I don't know if that's related to the dude at the prison <laughs> and they're working. Like, I don't know <laughs> how they're going to, if, if they're even going to intertwine all these things or if they're all separate. Yeah. There, there's these, yeah, they, these threads. You know, one thing that was peculiar the wife. Walker's wife didn't really have much to say about anything. I mean, <laughs> I guess she's ride or die. Where she goes, <laughs> that. You know what I mean, <laughs> yeah. Because I mean, I, I want, I do wonder. Like, you're right. I think that's another piece that's similar to the the him walking around seemingly with no ramifications. Is it a, is it a thought of? regardless of what it looks like to the public is it a is it a part of battle is it a is it a true is it a soldier's moment maybe there's justification in their heads oh yeah no for real yeah and, and that's it's hard to it's i don't know it's, as a complete stranger to these ideas <laughs> that just seems hard to just be like yeah we're good yeah, I yeah, I, I kind of think from you know the amount of all the wars I've fought in, right? <laughs> so uh, <laughs> like stuff you kind of pick up from other people talking, it's just like you can't look at these things as individual 
things, otherwise you would go insane, right? It's all a part of a mission you've been given. So you, you, you're doing this thing to protect a nation, a person, a, a thing. So I, I guess, yeah, she might be looking at it like, um, well, look, I, I dealt with him going on assignments mm-hmm. and all of that. So I'm, I'm kind of just there for him. And why his anger is, comes off as so righteous in, in when he's you know standing yes. up after the fact. Because yeah. they all have had to buy into that as part of life, yeah. perhaps. Be pointed at an enemy and go deal with it. And they're fine with it when it's that, but now it's bad. Which is definitely something that you, yeah, if you really wanted to go into it all, you know, would we send people to wars and, and all of these kind of conflicts and stuff like that? You for you, it's fine. For the people you're doing it to, not so much. So it's a bit like, yeah, there, there's a there's a you know something that goes with it all. Right, and so, that's that's an aspect I didn't even I didn't really spend any time to reflect on, and it's, that's that is there as well. Mm. Yes, it's crazy. It's crazy the the amount that is within a six hour show. <laughs> that I really thought was gonna be about a dude flying around and another dude with a metal arm just punching things. <laughs> yeah. That, that, that is, I didn't know I didn't really know what this would be. Because I'm just like, okay, so Sam gets given the shield at the end of Endgame. So this is just going to be the, the period of time before, while he's like, okay, so now I'm, so what are we going to do? Oh, are we going to have them on little missions each week? As there's this kind of thing, each week, it'd be like, Sam, go on this mission. Oh, you take, take Bucky with you. It would just be that kind of thing. Like, this week's bad guy is? You know, <laughs> is it going to be that? Like, what is this going to be? But this is, none of this is what I was just even coalescing in my goddamn mind. No, I don't. I, I think it was, yeah, it was just something that they took. And, and I think that's what we, we, we kind of got at the very beginning of this, I think we kind of, we were teased with what we kind of expected, you know, okay, yeah, Bucky will be in therapy and Sam's going to do some missions and then they'll team up. And like, that's what we were given as a tease. Um, if you dug a little deeper, some of the folks saw the stuff with the truth and the, the people that were being hired in the cast and all that. So you kind of, oh, maybe they're going to touch on a little bit. That'll be an interesting thing right. to touch on and it'll be, that'll be fine. But to take those expectations to take that initial, especially like I said, that initial first episode set up and turn it into these six these six episodes, particularly the last three, three and a half of um, just 
again, as we've said, just all of this things to actually sit down and think about from a comic book TV show has just been an impressive, impressive job. Mm. Yeah, no, for real. Definitely. Did you know Battlestar as a character? I, I, I've seen the character in the comics. I've never really read them, but I know that there's like this kind of a multiple version history of him. Okay. Um, so there was like, the, without getting too deep into it, there was, uh, they kind of retconned while Cap was frozen in ice for however many years. There was a fake Cap and fake Bucky and fake Bucky was a Battlestar guy at one point. And then they brought him back in theory for the John Walker stuff. And that he had a Battlestar with a guy with a star in his chest. So right. there was a Battlestar to the John Walker Cap. Um, I believe if, if I, if I remember it right from, from it, but no, I never spent a ton of time with those books either. Um, you know, before, before the MCU <laughs> cap sucked. <laughs> I mean, for many years before the MCU for a good period chunk of time, the Avengers were pretty weak, but cap was just always this kind of this as a, comic book on character unto itself i know he had certain runs like the john walker stuff that resonated with people um but you know that was a couple years out of a 60 year <laughs> publishing history so um yeah so now he was an interesting character wasn't selling like right. the book wasn't selling and i think it was egg brew biker that really brought attention back to the character, you know, as, as an ongoing series. So the truth was big. I think a lot of people, well, I say the truth is big. I think the truth was a poignant story that uh, people that read it thought this is very good. I think it won some Eisner's. Yes, it won some of those. But I don't know. Like, I don't think it was a blockbuster selling book. I think I, it sold more as time has gone on type of thing. I, I would agree with that. I mean, I think it was, uh, I mean, that was, that came out, I think, 2003. Yeah. So the idea of that story even, so 18 years ago now was you know divisive <laughs> even even any anytime i have to say divisive after like with the year 2000 in front of it i'm concerned but it was <laughs> and um i'm trying to look and just double check when brubaker started doing his because i thought brubaker started his run which was basically the winter soldier story first off around the same time maybe a little bit later because there was a lot of pushback there's people well, like you bring Bucky back. Yeah, nobody was supposed to ever do that. He was the only one that stays dead. Yeah. And it worked. It worked so well. Yeah. yeah. And if anybody's not listened, Brubaker was on uh, one of uh, Kevin Smith and, and Mark Bernardin's Fat Man on Batman. And he tells his version of being a writer of The Winter Soldier and the conflict he has of it being so massively popular and the deals and all that. I won't get into it. It was his story to tell, but it was a fascinating perspective um, on 
what it's like to be a writer, work for hire writer for Marvel or DC um, and create something, even though it was an old character, but to create something wholly new of that old character and then to see that go on to the level of success that yeah. the movies and show have had. <laughs> I mean, what I guess it does do is maybe helps you sell a pitch because if if you're acknowledged as the writer of this thing then going into a, a, a an office and being like i've got this story people might listen more than if you know you're not attached to that thing kind of thing but i right. yeah i have no clue yeah so anyway, it was a, it was just a good it was interesting to hear and you could hear he was conflicted he was conflicted and that, and that came out in it it wasn't it was very much not a just whining about anything but it was a yeah. it was it was like uh you know and maybe does that lead to something better for deals maybe maybe not um for the for the creators who do this for you know robert morales and kyle baker you know they're not really going to see anything out of this um no. but it's an amazing interpretation of something they created yeah Oh, as, as a legacy point to be, you know, if they've got kids or, you know, relatives and to, to be able to go, oh, shit, like my dad, my brother, my uncle, my, you know what I mean? They laid the foundation for that. That's something that you, you know, will always be there, which is great. Right. So yeah, it's it's no, it's been it's an interesting. Again, they took so they took at least three totally different stories from Captain America's history and and, mm -hmm. and publication runs, and fold. You know, these writers took the those that basis and uh, bases and <laughs> and folded them together into a what is a mostly coherent uh, story. Which I, I I've heard the theory floated. I don't know if you heard it that there was a whole there, some of the clunkiness of sometimes the 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 Mama Doja I forget what her name was like that character that dies it, like that was be oh no theory that there was because there was a virus or a plague style thing going on like there was a whole subplot that they cut out that's the theory at least I don't know how much um but where there's like voiceovers and panaways instead of like they've definitely done some kind of odd edits i think some of those things that i bumped into or there's just kind of weird plot lines that kind of come out of nowhere and then come back and then they don't make a lot of sense just for moments um it's partly because of all that so that was the theory and that, and that would make sense but but otherwise they were able to take the the three comic based stories and just meld them together again mostly seamlessly and yeah. and like we said put off now we're we wide open to a whole bunch of different directions to go in yeah which is whew, so interesting but as you said <laughs> when <laughs> when <laughs> when did you fit this in because what is like what is already on the books looked so interesting Right, because it's weird, like phase one, two, three, that's been this kind of linear story, right? You could see where it was going. I mean, you didn't know it was leading up to Endgame, 
but it, it was moving in this certain direction. But now you're like, I have no clue where this is going. And we've, we've you know, we've been, to, oh, we're getting a, you know, we've got Captain Marvel, we're getting a Miss Marvel, we're getting She-Hulk, we're getting the Eternals, Shang-Chi, all of these odd things. And you're like, how is this all fitting together? Where is this leading? And and the far off Fantastic Four and Blade and are they going to bring in X-Men at some point in the next four or five years? And if they do all of those things, (laughs) how the hell can they tell more? I mean, we can have a movie and or show, I guess, every month, (laughs) (laughs) every other month. I mean, I'm fine with it, but (laughs) don't want you don't want too much where it waters down or, you know, you, you have people like Faig, um, you know, just so like, I, I don't, I can't concentrate on this because I'm doing this and, you know, and everything becomes a little bit of a mess. So you don't want, to, you don't want it to get it to a point where it's too much, but there's so many intriguing threads now that you're just like i when am i getting that story please because i kind of want to know (laughs) exactly and 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 that's the thing not including all the tv shows that are still to come we have six movies over 13 months that have nothing to do with any of this now we're playing a little bit of catch-up from missing most of 2020 but at the same time this will be the the litmus test Mm -hmm. of how much is too much what's our is there an oversaturation point or will everybody just be happy to be feeling back to normal getting a regular dose of marvel in theaters and on disney plus and on apparently hulu because that's where a modok cartoon is happening i saw in one of our (laughs) in a commercial so they're 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 still spreading everything out they've got the what if uh animated series is coming out soon so it's not gonna stop and no. and 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 no. i don't want it to but yeah the oversaturation becomes the question and, and do they hit that point so we will see how then i think over the next probably the yeah over this next year as they play catch up and as they just dump stuff onto disney plus and keep to get the viewers to keep coming in Mm. we'll see if we hit that point or not for the masses yeah i mean or if- a lot of stuff did get cancelled right because you there was gonna be those other shows on hulu and i think there's some there was some in hulu some on freeform but all of those went apart from modok right because i think what i heard was modok was already in production they had yeah. already done some of the episodes so they said all right let's just go ahead the rest had not started so yes they they did they killed those off um but i think there's plenty there still oh god yeah (laughs) (laughs) so but yeah i think we covered it right i I think we're good yeah i mean that's that's winter so that's falcon Sorry, that's Black Falcon. (laughs) (laughs) That's my Black Falcon. (laughs) Another Black Captain America, maybe. Maybe. (laughs) 
who knows we'll see how it goes but yeah um, but it's on disney plus so if you haven't seen it people go check it out for sure go check it out <laughs> awesome well thank you uh fisa for um, stopping by and um talking um talking a little uh, captain america and whatnot Oh, thank you for having me again. And, uh, you know, we'll have to do it again. Maybe break down the Loki. Yeah. Why the hell not? <laughs> why the hell not? All right. Nothing better to do. Yeah. <laughs> All right, man. I appreciate it. It's a good time. All right. Peace. See ya. All right, people, so that's it. I hope you enjoyed it. And, uh, yeah, I think we skirted around the big issues pretty well. But if you haven't seen it, people, go check it out because it's a great, it's a great series and cannot wait to see what comes next. So, um, yeah, uh, you know what? I, I, I've got a feeling this is going to take us into something else. I think me and my boy Dan, we're going to start a little science something. So keep your eyes out for future shit, people. All right. Peace. Now you know you done fucked up, right?